A new report calls for reforms to the Medicare Advantage bonus program. U.S. News and World Report announces revised methodology for its best hospitals list amid criticism. And South Dakota officially expands Medicaid. It's Friday, July 7th. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson, and this is Just Healthcare Daily, where you get the headlines and health business and policy news in 10 minutes or less. A recent report from the Urban Institute claims that the quality bonus program administered by the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services for Medicare Advantage plans is ineffective and in need of reform. The quality bonus program, or QBP, was established by the Affordable Care Act in 2010 as part of a package of MA reforms that aim to reduce costs. The QBP provides a 5% bonus to Medicare Advantage plans that receive a rating of at least four stars. In 2022, payments tied to the bonus program totaled $10 billion. The researchers at the Washington, D.C.-based think tank found that the star rating system and quality bonus program is impacted by several issues, including what they say is score inflation, which results in overly generous bonuses for insurers, and that the program has limitations in underlying data sets, which lead to measures focused on the needs of younger and healthier beneficiaries rather than beneficiaries facing serious illnesses. The researchers concluded that while more than half of MA plans receive bonuses for high star ratings, it has not led to plan beneficiaries receiving better care compared to traditional Medicare plans. The researchers wrote that instead of issuing bonuses based on the four-star minimum rating, CMS should target outlier performance, with exceptional MA contracts receiving bonuses and low-performing plans receiving financial penalties. They wrote that this system would protect beneficiaries from poor-performing plans and and reduce Medicare spending on the bonus program by using those financial penalties to pay bonuses to those exceptional plans. The report also calls on CMS to change the rating system to one that relies on more local reporting instead of multi-state contracts with an MA plan. They say that this will make the ratings more useful to beneficiaries. Other stakeholders have called for reforms to the quality bonus program. The Medicare Payment Advisory Commission, or MedPAC, has called on Congress to replace the QBP with an incentive program that scores a small set of population-based measures and evaluates plan quality at the local level. Medicare Advantage has grown rapidly since 2007, when only around 19% of eligible Medicare beneficiaries were enrolled in private plans. Now, coverage through MA plans accounts for slightly more than half of all eligible beneficiaries. As of January, more than 30 million seniors had an MA plan. U.S. News and World Report announced changes to its methodology for its best hospitals rankings following criticism from medical experts and scrutiny from some government officials. On Monday, the publication said it would include 18 new refinements to its methodology, like evaluating hospitals based on health equity, which includes quantifying racial disparities and outcomes, increased weight on objective quality measures versus expert opinions, and more. And 
And they wrote that they are considering including more refinements in the coming year, including a greater emphasis on patient outcomes. The authors wrote that the changes are incremental steps in an ongoing plan to report on and measure healthcare provider performance, and that they, quote, strive to ensure that any incentives that might lead to behavioral change among healthcare organizations exert a positive influence that will ultimately benefit patients and their communities, end quote. The latest changes are expected to be reflected in the upcoming Best Hospitals rankings and ratings when they're published on August 1st. The change comes as the U.S. News faces criticism over its rankings rationale more broadly within the healthcare industry. In March, two Seattle-based pediatricians published a piece in Health Affairs calling for hospitals to withdraw from the rankings, alleging that the publication gives disproportionate consideration to treatments for diseases primarily experienced by white patients compared to black patients. The authors cited statistics regarding treatments for cystic fibrosis, which is experienced by 1 in 2,500 white Americans, as opposed to treatments for sickle cell disease, which is experienced by 1 in 365 black newborns. They wrote that despite the higher prevalence of sickle cell disease, treatments for it are mentioned less often compared to treatments for cystic fibrosis by U.S. News in its rankings. And last month, San Francisco City Attorney David Chu sent a letter to U.S. News CEO Eric Gertler expressing concerns over its methodology and demanding that the publication provide evidence of the quality of its hospital rankings, as well as disclose its financial relationships with ranked hospitals. And some medical schools have said that they will no longer participate in U.S. News's rankings. In January, Harvard Medical School said it would no longer submit data to the publication over concerns that the rankings have unintended consequences, such as potentially incentivizing schools to report inaccurate information or divert financial aid away from students in need. The institution was also concerned over a lack of transparency over U.S. News's methodology. Following Harvard's withdrawal, several other elite medical schools announced they would follow suit, including Stanford University and Columbia University. South Dakota is the latest state to expand Medicaid, meaning an additional 52,000 residents and members of South Dakota tribes will be eligible for health care coverage through the program. The expansion went into effect on July 1st. South Dakota is the 39th state, including the District of Columbia, to adopt Medicaid expansion through the Affordable Care Act. Now, adults in the state between the ages of 19 and 64 with incomes under 138 percent of the federal poverty level are eligible for Medicaid coverage. This past November, South Dakota voters approved expansion through a ballot measure, passing with 56 percent of the vote. Because the state had not expanded Medicaid previously, it will receive an additional 5 percentage point increase in the regular federal matching rate for most Medicaid services for the next two years through 2021's American Rescue Plan Act, or ARPA. South Dakota is the latest, though likely the final, state to pass Medicaid expansion via a ballot initiative. Over the last five years, voters in five other states, Idaho, Nebraska, Utah, Missouri, and Oklahoma, have approved ballot measures that bypassed state governors and legislatures that have been opposed to expanding the Medicaid program. However, of the 10 states that have not expanded Medicaid, only three, Florida, Mississippi, and Wyoming, allow 
allow voters to collect signatures for a ballot measure, and it's unlikely that those states will pass Medicaid expansion through a public referendum. In Florida, ballot measures have a threshold of 60 percent voter approval to pass, and Mississippi's Supreme Court effectively ruled that the ballot initiative process was unconstitutional in 2021. Other states, though, are looking to expand Medicaid eligibility in an effort to take advantage of additional federal funding through ARPA. North Carolina state lawmakers passed a bipartisan bill expanding the program this spring. However, Republican lawmakers included a caveat into that legislation, coupling the expansion to the passage of the state budget for the 2023-2024 fiscal year. So far, a budget has not passed, and the fiscal year began on July 1st. This led Democratic Governor Roy Cooper to call for lawmakers to pass Medicaid expansion immediately, saying in a statement that 9,000 state residents will lose coverage without expansion and hospitals will be negatively impacted. This is Just Healthcare Daily. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please leave us a rating or a review. It helps other listeners find the program. You can check out more insights on healthcare business and policy news at justhealthcare.com. You can also get these insights emailed directly to your inbox when you subscribe to our newsletter, The Weekly Gist. The Gist Healthcare podcast is an independent production of Gist Healthcare, a Kaufman Hall company.